I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. It's not gambling advice, but Colby Olsen, we're ready to roll. Welcome to the first episode of Not Gambling Advice, the fantasy baseball and gambling podcast on the Just Baseball Network. Colby, how you doing, brother? I'm excited to talk fantasy baseball and gambling with you all season long. I'm just so excited that this day is finally here. I think we've been talking about this show for, for many months now, and uh, we're finally ready to roll. And, and there's no better way to kick it off than to talk about the Super Bowl. Absolutely no better way to kick it off. So this is a full Super Bowl preview that you're hearing. You're going to hear about, you know, Rams versus Bengals, clearly. You're going to hear about the spread, the total. We're going to give out MVP picks. We have a bunch of props. We're going to be doing heads and tails, Gatorades, MVPs, everything that you can imagine. But moving forward, this podcast will mostly be based on fantasy baseball content up until the season, as well as future bets um, who's going to win the World Series, all of those kind of plays we will be handling up until we have a season um, in MLB starting hopefully on April 1st. We'll see about this lockout. But and then during the season, it's going to be a lot of gambling focused content in baseball, which you can find. We'll be making three picks a day on TikTok on at just baseball fans, but you can find clips from this podcast on TikTok at Not Gambling Advice. We're also going to start a Twitter page at Not Gambling Advice as well. So go give us a follow on there. So you'll find three picks a day on TikTok, but Colby and I will be going over the full week of games as well as doing streaming and other fantasy baseball stuff. What, what holes did I miss in what we're doing? I don't think you missed much, man. I think we're going to be covering it all. It's a, it's a broad area that we're going to be, that we have um, to, to talk about. It's great. A lot of gambling, a lot of fantasy baseball, a lot of numbers. So get ready. Yeah. Come with us Monday morning. We're going to be giving you guys, you know, pitchers to stream. We're going to be giving you series prices, best pitchers to go after, best hitters to go after to help you win your fantasy league. And hopefully, you know, make a little money on the side. I mean, of course it's not gambling advice, but we're all kind of clear on that right now. It, it sort of is because the whole show is going to be gambling and fantasy baseball focus. So Colby, why don't we just start with the Super Bowl, the Rams are taking on the Bengals. And I have, I want to start with minute segment on the Rams. Then you're going to go over a minute on the Bengals, just kind of going over their seasons. Colby, you want to start with the Cincinnati Bengals? Sure thing. Sure thing. I'll leave the Rams, your Rams to you, man. Okay. Um, so yeah, the Bengals, they uh, finished the season 10 and 7 AFC North champs. They came into the playoffs, definitely not the favorite to be in the Super Bowl. Um, but they found themselves beating the Raiders 26 to 19. They beat the Titans 19 to 16. They overcame nine sacks and they intercepted Ryan Tannehill three different times. They then had another crazy test against the Chiefs team that was the, probably a heavy favorite to win the Super Bowl um, after the Packers fell out. They beat them 27 24, coming back 21 to 3 deficit. They only let up one sack in that game. Right. So that's a that's huge for them going into this game. Now they come into this game against the Rams with their offensive stars, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins and Joe Mixon on the defensive side of the ball. They have Trey Hendrickson, who finished fifth in the NFL in sacks with 14. They have Sam Hubbard, Jesse Bates at safety and Chidobe Awuzie 
at corner. Those are the stars on the defense, right? So they have a, they have a really good squad and they weren't expected to be here, but nobody is counting this team out. The Bengals opened up the 2021 season with 150 to one odds to win the Super Bowls, one of the worst in the NFL. But the Rams are a little bit of a different story. So the Los Angeles Rams opened up the 2021 season with the seventh best odds to win the Super Bowl at 15 to one, right behind their rival 49ers at 14 to run. The Rams demolished the competition through the first eight weeks of the season, posting a seven and one record. But it was a moderately easy schedule, but wins over the Bucks and the Colts signified that this team was not to be messed with. And yet still nobody believed in these Rams, Colby. Stafford had 22 touchdowns and four interceptions with a 118 rating, and yet many expected him to continue to blow it in the big moments. The haters were right, though. At least through weeks 9 and 12, they lost three straight against formidable playoff teams, and Stafford had an 86 rating with eight touchdowns and five interceptions. But a 5-1 and one finish to the season showed that this team was for real. Odell is starting to find his way, and Von Miller just gets healthier by the week. They beat the living hell out of the Cardinals in the wildcard game, 34 to 11. It was one of the best games I've ever seen the Rams play. They beat the crap out of the Tom Brady-led Bucks, but a few fumbles from Cam Akers made that game way closer than it should have. And then they moved in the NFC Championship game against a 49ers team that had won the last six matchups against the Rams. But the Rams beat them 20 to 17. Nobody slept on Aaron Donald, clearly. But Matthew Stafford needs his respect. And Odell Beckham Jr. is back to being one of the better wide receivers in football. This team finished 12 and 5. They are NFC championships, NFC champions, and they're going into the Super Bowl as four and a half point favorites, four point favorites on some books. Currently, right now, we're seeing the Rams as minus four. So let's use that. Rams minus four. The total over under is 48 and a half. Let's just start with the game. Then we'll move into our good player props. Then we'll move into some of the more fun coin toss, national anthem, Gatorade color, Super Bowl MVP, all of that. But first, Colby, let's talk about Rams versus Bengals. When you look at the spread, initial thoughts. Spread to me is is probably the toughest bet out there. Um, You know, when we go into the total later, I really like the total. But the spread is just so tough to me. Um, On one hand, you have the Bengals plus four and a half, you think, okay, they're going to keep it close. They can keep it within a field goal, right? But the last six Super Bowls have been decided by more than six points. Um, So we haven't had a close one in a long time, you know, and that doesn't mean anything, right? The last Super Bowl doesn't indicate that this Super Bowl is going to be the same, but Super Bowls have not been close. They have not been close at all. Um, My lean right now is Rams minus. Oh, sorry. I was just going to give you an even bigger stat based on that. The winner of the Super Bowl has covered 16 straight spreads, and they are 35-6-2 and two against the spread. So to your point, it's even larger over a bigger scale. Yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. It's crazy, though. That, that's a crazy stat. That's a mind-blowing stat. Um, so from there, I'm going Rams minus 4.5. I don't think this is, this is the play for me that I'm like, you need to bet Rams minus 4.5. This is not my strongest play here. Um, but it's definitely my lean. Um, this is not analytics here, but I had baseball practice last night with my eight, you guys. And I asked each of them, who do you think is going to win this game? Six out of eight pick the Rams. So, you know, people are betting based on dogs 
kicking balls into baskets. I think this might be the better way here. Regardless, I think the Rams are the play. Don't you think it's almost criminal to fade eight-year-olds? I mean, don't they have the purest heart? Don't they understand the game maybe better than all of us, Colby? Eight-year-olds? And they're unbiased. They're unbiased. they're unbiased observers. They love the game. They love Matthew Stafford. And they don't view Matthew Stafford as a crappy quarterback that some people were talking about. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Matthew Stafford oh. is a very, very good quarterback. Before we, you yeah. know. No, I'm just so sick of the Matthew Stafford uh, slander, Colby. It's all with the Lions. Like, against the playoff teams, I get it. He hasn't been great against them in his career, but he's won his way all the way to the Super Bowl, beating three playoff teams, and he's looked phenomenal during it. Like, Matthew Stafford is a top six or seven quarterback in this league and should be, you know, people should think that, Colby. People should think that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think coming into this season, um, I don't know if other, I think a lot of people thought that. I thought that myself. I thought, you know, Matthew Stafford can sling it. And now he's getting one of the best defenses in the league and an amazing old line. Let's see what he can do. Cooper Cup broke out to be, you know, a top three wide receiver, which I don't think anyone had on their plate. Um, but that's helped him tremendously as well. So the Rams just have too many playmakers on offense. Um, this Bengals secondary is definitely not a strength. Um, I think, you know, if you have Odell Beckham or Cooper Cup or Van Jefferson on Eli Apple, Eli Apple is just going to get tormented by somebody, by someone. Eli Apple did have a great uh, stand at the goal line against Tyreek Hill against the Chiefs, but I, I agree with you. I don't think Eli Apple is the answer, even though on Twitter he seems to think that he's the greatest quarterback, cornerback in NFL history. Yes. I looked at pro football focus. He is second to last in their cornerback rating. So I'm going to say that Eli Apple is not a good quarterback or cornerback. That will, that point will come back when we're talking about player props, I can guarantee you. But when we're talking about the spread, I'm going Rams minus four. I'm going Rams minus four and a half. Don't really care. Now I am a Rams fan. I was born in Staten Island, you know, but I'm not the classic St. Louis Rams fan. I'm kind of a bandwagon to be honest. I was born in Staten Island. I'm a Yankees and a Knicks guy. My dad was never a football guy, so I never really had a team. But when the Rams moved to Los Angeles, because I grew up in Santa Barbara, California for most of my life, I became a Rams fan once they moved over. And ever since then, I've loved this team. But I'm not just going Rams minus four just because I'm a homer. I genuinely think the Rams are a better team. When we look at the offense, I think the Rams have a better, more well-rounded offense than the Cincinnati Bengals. I think the Rams have the better defense. And by the numbers, that's not even a question. Rams have a better defense. I think the Rams have a better special teams. Maybe not the kicker between Evan McPherson and Matt Gay because Evan McPherson has made every single field goal. But Matt Gay has also been money, been one of the best kickers. I have the better head coach in Sean McVay. I have home field advantage in Los Angeles. Now, it's the Super Bowl. Bengals are definitely going to travel, but being at home in LA definitely helps the Rams. They played in SoFi, obviously, a ton of times before, and the Bengals have not. This is just the Rams game to win. They've already lost in the Super Bowl. They've been there before. Joe Burrow has not. Zach Taylor has not. Joe Burrow is 12 and four against the spread against teams with a 500 record or above this season. So if they're going to go up against anyone, it's going to be the toughest opponent in Joe Burrow. But like I said, the winner of the Super Bowl has covered 16 straight spreads and they are 35, six and two. The spread does not tend to matter in these games. So I want the better team at home 
with the better head coach who's been there before. I'm going with the Rams minus four and a half, minus four. I would, I personally, I think they win this game by a touchdown or more. You know, Peter, I, I love that you picked the Rams, right? And But I believe that you're picking the Rams because you believe this is the best pick, not just because you're a fan of this team, right? So many times last year in the MLB season, you didn't bet on the Yankees, you know, because you knew. You said, the Yankees are not winning today. I know yeah. this team better than most. And you know the Rams better than most, right? You watch all their games. You, you've, you can feel how they've gone through this season and how they've developed and finally gotten to this moment. They're in their strongest form right now. And not to say that the Bengals are not, but the Bengals are clearly not the stronger team here. Agreed. And, and to your point, thank you. I'm not, the, I'm not just some biased idiot. I, when I go live on just gridiron fans, and it was, it, was the end of the, it was week 18 against the 49ers, Everyone was like, oh, Rams 49ers. You were just all over the Rams. Are you going to be on against the 49ers? I said, no. I said, don't bet on the Rams against the 49ers. The 49ers were 6-0 and in their last six matchups against the, these Rams, or it was 5-0 and at the time. And they won that sixth game 27-24 to because the 49ers always owned the Rams. And when people ask me in the first round of the playoffs, who's going to win the wild card, Rams or Cardinals? I said, hammer the Rams because the Rams – also own the Cardinals. McVay owns Kingsbury. Yep. Just like Shanahan owns McVay. I've had a good pulse on these Rams the entire season. And I just think it's all coming to fruition that the Rams will end up winning the Super Bowl. And knowing that the spread doesn't really end up mattering all that much. I actually think the Bengals are either going to win this game or the Rams are going to cover four and a half. So if you are a Bengals better, I actually think the money line is a better value. I love that play. Absolutely love, love, love that play. I don't think the spread matters here that much. Um, before we move on to over-under, I want to bring up 58% of the bets are on the Rams, but 76% of the money is on the Rams, right? So that's a that's a big gap. That's a, definitely a signal that, that big bettors are on the Rams here. Some confident bets coming in. We also have some sharp money on um, Bengals too. There's lots of huge bets. Also Mattress Mac. I think he put, what, he put $4 million? $4 million, I believe, yeah. Seven, maybe, I thought it was. It's it's an yep. incredible amount of, amount of money. So I don't know if they're incorporating that into the overall. Total. That was on Moneyline, actually. Yeah, okay. So he's going $4.7 million on the Moneyline. You think Vegas yep. will take that money? Not really. But Magic Mac has won before. But I think he's 0-5 in his last five. Did he he has not been doing well. He went to Astros over the Braves. He's been off, and now he's going with the Bengals' money line. But I think if you're going to bet on the Bengals, like if you're a Bengals fan or if you just think Joe Burrow's the truth, which I also do, but if you just think they're going to win, I, it's not gambling advice, but I think uh, Joe, the Bengals' money line is a better play than the Bengals' spread. So let's talk about the total. It, the total right now, as currently posted, is 48.5. Colby, are you leaning over? Are you leaning under? Um, I'm leaning way under right now. I think this is my my most confident play. Um, 39% of the bets are on the under. 80% of the money is on the under right now. And like on one hand, that's kind of scary because there's a lot of money on that under, right? And so Vegas, you know, is probably happy. Okay, if it goes over, that's a lot of money in our pockets. Um, but regardless, I see this as as a game that that you know, going into half, it might be. 10 to 7, 13, 7, you know, a, a low scoring game at the beginning. They're going to ease their way into this one. A lot of playmakers on both sides, right? 
but I think these defenses can keep up. Um, the Bengals have been going under a lot lately. Um, I also like first half under 24 and a half. Um, so I'm taking both of those. What do you think? I really like the first half under. I just think both these teams are going to start out rather slow. Um, these two head coaches have been rather conservative in nature. Um, and I agree with you. Um, I mean, the Rams defense is the best the Bengals have faced all year. And that's not just, you know, that's just not me throwing it out there. By the numbers, this is the best defense they've faced in the entire season. I really do think that the Rams are going to try and keep it out of Burrow's hands. Um, and with Larry Ogun, Joby out, um, I think the Rams are going to try and force it up the middle with Cam Akers and run the ball. Um, I think the Bengals are going to do it as well. And, and to your point, in Cincinnati's last four games, the under has hit in three of them. And in the Rams' last four games, the under has hit twice. But the San Fran game against the Rams was going under until that last drive from Jimmy G where the 49ers put up 17 really quick points. And then the same thing happened against the Bucks, where we had the under in that game, but it got blown up in the last two minutes when Cam Akers decided to fumble twice. So I agree with you. Bengals games have been going under. The Rams games have been going under, except for a few freak plays. But this is the Super Bowl. So I actually kind of lean first half under over the full game under, because we know in the second half, it could start to just get crazy for no freaking reason. So in like a couple fumbles, a touchdown, like it's, yeah. it's the Super Bowl, anything can happen. So I lean the first half under over the total. I really don't have, I would lean under, I might bet the first half under, but I'm, I don't know if I'm actually going to bet the under in the full game. Absolutely. I think that's one really tough thing about, you know, betting any sport as the season goes on, especially at this point in the season, it's the last game of the year. Um, Vegas's algorithms and models are their most advanced they've been all year. They know how to pinpoint these spreads and totals to a T at this point. So really you're not going to be getting, you know, any real plus EV plays at this point in the year, unless like there's big line movements, but there's obviously not going to be big, big line movements in a Super Bowl line. Um, but yeah, regardless, I think that first half under is probably my, is definitely my play here. Um, that's, that's my biggest play. I like it. So let's talk about the money line just really quickly. Do you find any value in going with the Rams money line? Because we said, if you like the Bengals, I think the Bengals money line is a better value than taking them at the spread, just because we said the spread doesn't really matter in Super Bowl history. And obviously Super Bowl trends don't always, you know, equate to this exact Super Bowl. They are just trends. So the Bengals could still lose by a field goal and cover, but not end up winning the game. But it just seems unlikely when we're looking at Super Bowl history. So do you find any value in just going straight with the Rams, like at minus 190 or anything like that? Or do you think if you're going to take the Rams, take the spread? Yeah, yeah. No, minus, minus 200 is, is way, way too, too much juice. I'm not taking minus 200, but I definitely am taking plus 165 if you're on the Rams side. I mean, Bengals side. I'm not taking that. Um, but if you are on the Bengals side, I really like plus 165. Um, I think that's the play. I think that's the play. I mean, so I saw that for the game to end at exactly three point difference, right? And that could be on the Rams side. That could be on the Bengals side, but those odds were plus 600, right? So it's like for it to end up exactly on three points, you're, you're tinkering, man. You're really tinkering there. Um, so I think, yeah, 165 is the play. I was also thinking, because if you think the Bengals are going to win, I don't think the Bengals are going to blow out the Rams by any stretch, by any stretch. 
So to get a little bit more value on that Bengals money line, I think a play of Bengals win by one to three or Bengals win by one to six. Normally, I think one to three, you can get a nine to one odds. I think one to six is around plus 450. Um, if you can get that value, I almost kind of like that as just like um, if I'm betting on the Rams, but I think there's a possibility that the Bengals could win. I might, I don't really want to hedge it. So I'm probably not going to bet this at all, but I think it's a smart play that if you go with the four and a half Rams, but you throw a little just like haymaker, uh, you know, like a little 0.2 unit guy, 0.1 unit, just a little sprinkle on Bengals one to three or one to six, you can make your money back possibly if the Rams end up losing. Cause I don't think the Bengals are going to blow them out. Love it. Love it. And I think that's a great point, Peter, about, you know, just a sprinkle of a unit guys. If some of these plays that are longer shots, like please do not be putting bigger units on these yeah. plays, right? Go if you're gonna if you really like the under 24 and a half first half, like I do, right? Okay, that could be you know a two or three unit play, but other props might only be one unit or a half unit, right? So you got to really manage manage those plays. Absolutely. So let's go into props now. So both of us each prepared five props, and um, we can start with you, Colby, or do you want to start with me? Um, Let's throw do you want to alternate here or do you want to just go straight down? No, let's, let's alternate. Let's definitely alternate. Um, I'll throw it to you first because I have two props that are with the same guy. So we'll go you, then me with two, and then we'll just go back and forth. Great, great, cool. I'm excited for these. There, there's some cool ones here. Um, so my first one is an obvious one. It's Cooper Cup over at 105.5 receiving yards. Um, wow. I think it's I think it's just the most obvious play here, right? You, you see it and you think, oh, that's a that's a really big number. Um, but he's gone over that number in seven of his last nine. And he's gone over that number a ton this season. Um, it just seems like an obvious play. Even in the Super Bowl, even with everybody keening in on this guy, it does not matter. Um, he just makes plays and gets separation. And even when he catches the ball behind the line of scrimmage, he has that, that Debo Samuel ability. He has that ability to just juke guys out, you know, get away from defenders tackles. It's, it's amazing what this guy is able to do. Um, and especially how he's been able to develop this season from what we saw, you know, even last year or two years ago. Um, so yeah, Cooper cup over 105.5 receiving yards. That is a play. I love. I freaking love that Colby. My first prop is Cooper Cup over 104 and a half receiving yards. And I grabbed that this morning. But <laughs> I also have another one with Cooper Cup because this is the funny thing. Colby and I did not tell each other which props we were going to take. So we might have some of the same thinking on these, but I have Cooper yeah. Cup over 104 and a half. I would take it to 105 and a half as well. But I also have his longest reception over 28 and a half yards. So in terms of the longest reception, he's gone over this number 75% of the time or 15 out of the 20 games he's played from week one of the regular season all the way to the end of the playoffs. If we're talking the over 104 and a half receiving yards in 20 games this season, he's gone over that prop 16 times for 80. My apple. Dude, the Bengals have given up the second most yards in the regular season to slot receivers the second most out of any NFL team. He had 183 yards on 11 catches against the Buccaneers, who have allowed the third most receiving yards 
two slot receivers. We're talking Eli Apple, one of the worst cornerbacks in the NFL, according to the numbers. Again, he's going to be all over Cooper Cup, the Bengals. I know that they're going to try and put a blanket over him, but I just don't even think it's possible. Matt Stafford is going to go to his guy in this Super Bowl, one of the MVPs of the league. Cooper Cup is one of the best wide receivers in football. He's been so consistent all year. With Tyler Higby out as well, that's one of Matt Stafford's viable weapons that if he does play, he's been dealing with injuries. Um, he got carted, or I don't know if he got carted off the field, but he's definitely limping off the field or something. I, I don't really remember. But he's questionable. If he's going to play, he's most likely going to be a decoy. With Odell continuing and continuing to do well, they're going to have to put pressure on Odell too. Give me Cooper Cup against one of the worst teams against the slot where he plays in over 75% of his snaps. Cooper Cup over receiving yards, over longest reception. We're banging it, Colby. Bang. That is such a beautiful play. I love when plans come together. Smart minds coming together for Cooper Cup. But it's not even, it's it's also not even an overthinker, right? Don't be like, no. oh, Cooper Cup, 104 and a half receiving yards. So big, Vegas knows. There's, it has to go under. If it goes under, the Rams are losing and all of our everything is done. <laughs> yeah, I just want to know if there's anybody out there that is contemplating, you know, they, they go to their, their sports book, they look, yeah, Cooper Cup under 105 yards. You're out of your mind. Like, your mind. <laughs> what, what number would you take this up to? Because in terms of longest reception, I would take it up to 29 and a half yards, I got this weird feeling that he's going to have a 30-yard reception and, like, that's going to be his longest. And, like, I do think it's going to be kind of a close play. I think it's very likely he goes over 30 yards, but I have this weird feeling that it's 30. So I'm not going to take it over 29 and a half. I would take this up near 110. Um, I don't think it's going to rise that high. I think it'll probably stay around where it is, but I would take it up pretty high. The other play that I think is interesting here is um, there is a prop that is any player to go over 150 plus receiving yards. And I think that was at plus 300 or 400. Um, That's an interesting play as well because Jamar Chase and Cooper Cup are just, they can ball out and go for 200, you know? Um, but moving on to my next prop, this one's kind of an interesting one here. Um, it's Jersey number of the first touchdown scorer to be under 23 and a half. So within that, that's okay. And this is at minus 140. So and, it's, this is not a funny prop. This is a prop with numbers. Yes. 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 Love it. Give it to me. So we have in this group of under 23 and a half, right? You think, okay, wide receivers, they're usually like 81, 83, 85. No, no. We have Jamar Chase. We have Odell. We have Cam Akers. And we have Cooper Cup in this group, right? That is four guys that if you're giving me minus 140 odds to score the first touchdown, one of those four, I am in love. I am in love. And right. And that doesn't even factor in that like Joe Burrow could run in a touchdown or Stafford could run in a touchdown and it still hits there too. So like, there's so many guys here that, 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 that hits. I love it. I love that one too. And if we're talking about just the first touchdown, um, because that's anytime touchdown, right? Or is that first? This is first touchdown. First touchdown. So if we're talking first touchdown, there, I, I was looking at the odds. There's not a lot of great value. You know, there's most of them aren't even 10 to one. It's a lot of plus 600, plus 800, plus 400. Cooper Cup is currently, he has, I guess, the worst odds 
at plus 400 to score that first touchdown. I kind of think it's going to be him, but, and, and that would hit your bet as well. I don't see one with value here. I like that play better because you kind of get almost like, not a parlay, but you get one of four and they're all some of the best options on the field. The problem is T Higgins, right? Is eighties. Um, who else is in the eighties? Um, well, so you have, you know, CJ Uzoma, who's um, maybe not going to play, but hurt probably going to play. Um, the other interesting guy that we didn't bring up before is Tyler Higby is very much questionable right now. Um, really no other injuries to, to report on either side, but Tyler Higby is very much, you know, a questionable guy. Um, but Kendall Blanton played really well last week or two weeks ago. So uh, he's a guy that could catch a touchdown. I'm a Rams fan. I can't remember what number Kendall Blanton is. Do we know? I think 81. I think yeah. he's 81. Because he might score, dude. Yeah. So actually, so before Kendall Blanton, this is not on my sheet because uh, Tyler Higby and Kendall Blanton's uh, yards, totals, yard props are not out yet because they're just not sure if Higby or Blanton's going to play. But depending, so if Higby does not play, I think, you know, you got to take a look at Blanton's reception yards. I would probably take him at, if he's in the twenties or if he's around low thirties, I think you got to take a look there um, because I think this is going to be a dump off game for both sides. I love that. My next play is Jamar Chase over four and a half rushing yards. So on the road, he averages 5.7 yards per attempt versus at home. He averages one yard per attempt. He's only on. That can't be a real stat. It is a real stat. Remember he's only rushed seven times for 21 yards. (laughs) So. He's only rushed once in the past two games. He's totaled only five rush or once in each game, one for two yards, one for three yards, but he did rush for three attempts for 23 yards against the Raiders. Wide receivers have averaged six yards per carry against the Rams this season. He rarely rushed during the regular season. Like I said, just seven yards or seven carries for 21 yards. Doesn't it seem though? that it's going to be hard for Joe Mixon to run the ball, that the Bengals are going to try some trick plays, that they're going to get their guy, Jamar Chase, in space as much as possible. I think I, I this is not a huge play, but four and a half, and it opened at three and a half and has moved to four and a half as Sharps have started to bet on it. If you can get me two attempts, I think it's almost a guarantee that he hits it. And he's rushing better on the road. He is. He has. Not to say that. That. that no. Road, that's no. Has. I'm nullifying that. I'm nullifying that. That is. That he is has. analytics garbage, Peter. I'm sorry, but I love this play. I love this play because I think the world has seen what Debo Samuel has done rushing wise, and how San Francisco has tried to get the ball in the hands of their best playmaker, no matter what. Um, and I think the Bengals are going to try to do that too. I think we saw that last week um, that they're, they're just trying to feed the ball Jamar chase however they can. Um, so the, yeah, I think, I think, you know, he could see two or three rush attempts here, at least a jet sweep, at least probably one handoff. You never know. Maybe they'll come out in a wildcat. So I think that's a really cool play. Pete. Debo Samuel against the Rams last week rushed for seven carries for 26 yards. His long was nine yards. We can get one for five yards, Colby. But if this one screws us, like he gets a carry for six yards and then he gets a loss of the the (laughs) four, and then you're like, but I still do like four and a half over Jamar Chase rushing yards. 
Can we clip that? Make sure we clip that face that you just made. That <laughs> okay. So my next pick is a play that you actually took. I can't remember if it was if it was uh, you know last week or the week before, but it's Joe Mixon over twenty five and a half reception yards. I think that this game is going to be a dump off game. You have really good defensive lines on both sides, but especially on the Rams side, um, they're going to have some hitters coming at you. Aaron Donald, Von Miller um, plus, right? And so I think Joe Mixon has going to is going to get a ton of dump offs. I could see three to five receptions here, um, but he's hit over 25 and a half reception yards in five straight. And he's a dual threat running back. I think, um, I think this is a, this is a really, really solid play. I'm, I'm pretty confident in this one. You should be confident in it. Last game, we had Joe Mixon over 27 and a half receiving yards. He finished with 27. So I ended up losing that one, but Smaj P. Ryan had a little dump off for 41 yards. That should have been Joe Mixon. I like the play. I think Joe Mixon goes over that total too. Me personally, just got burned on it, so probably not going to do it again. You know, maybe I should, though. Maybe this is now the time to double down on it, especially now that it's lower at 25 and a half. But I'm burned on Joe Mixon, and I want Jamar Chase to run the ball. So I won't be betting on that, but I do like the play. Love it. So my next pick is a punter prop. I want Kevin (laughs) Cooper over 52 and a half yards for his longest punt. So, Colby. Give me the numbers on this. This is great. He's cleared this in 13 of 20 games in the regular season. They will be playing in a dome environment at SoFi. His average punt is five yards longer on the road compared to at home, which is 48.9 yards. But he averages 54.3 yards per punt playing indoors, although it's been on much less attempts. He's hit this number two of of the last three postseason games, and he's hit this number in 10 of the 16 regular season games or 10 of the 17 regular season games that he played in Kevin Huber longest punt. And I think it's happening on the first drive after the Bengals take the ball Rams get a sack or something. They're at the 28 and he, he punts it all the way close to the end zone hits on the first play. I can already see this happening right They're at the, you know, 35 yard line. They get stopped in their own 35. They're getting ready to punt. Kevin Huber puts up a moon rocket, right? That thing is coming down. It's going to three hop. It's coming down at the three, the two, the one. The guy is leaping for the end zone, and he's in the end zone for a touchback, and it doesn't hit. Just like, I do think it's very possible. If you're looking at a punter prop, I like this one. I think the Bengals will also be punting a decent amount because we do think that it's going to go under. You know, we do appreciate these defenses in a defensive game. Yeah, I think they punt three to four times. I, I think that's a really cool play, Pete. I, I that did, that one didn't even cross my my brain. This noggin didn't there. even think to bet on a punter prop, but here you are. Here you are betting on a punter prop. I love it. I think this, the, and these are things like the Super Bowl is great, right? Are you going to bet on a punter prop any other time of the year except the Super Bowl? Probably not. But like, this is when you should. This is great. This is like, you're sitting at home with your family that you might not even really like that much. You're a few beers deep and you need a punter prop. Also, why you need a punter prop is it keeps you engaged the entire game. 
you know, if, if you sometimes they might punt the ball and you might, you know, go take a rest or check your phone or do something else, go to the bathroom, get a beer, whatever. No, you're locked in for every punt. <laughs> and because why I was doing this, like why I chose the punter props, I looked at both of them because this is the only time in the Super Bowl we ever get punter props. So I looked at both of them and I was like, I don't know how many times the Rams are realistically going to punt. And Johnny Hecker is a phenomenal punter, but his prop was a little bit higher. I got nervous. I was like, I don't want to bet on my Rams to be punting. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do that. You can't saw do that. these numbers and was like, this is a solid play. And especially yep. at 52 and a half, he's hit this number so many times in the dome environment. He's better on the road punting <laughs> weirdly. <laughs> and, but he's playing in the dome environment, which bodes well for the punter. I like it. I don't know about the home road splits here, but the dome theory well, here is, is really strong. I like that. I re- really like the dome. Um, so I have two more. I'm going to save my craziest for last. This one is Joe Burrow to throw an interception at minus 140. Um, he's thrown an interception in 11 out of 21 games this season, and he comes into this game throwing an interception in two straight. Um, he's going to take probably some deep shots at some point in this game. I could see maybe a deflected pass. I don't know. There's just Super Bowls historically a lot of interceptions um even brady i mean i've seen a ton of brady super bowl interceptions guys it's the best teams in the biggest moment you're gonna make mistakes um and no matter how good joe burrow is at threading the needle sometimes you stab yourself doesn't it seem like jalen ramsey's gonna get a pick this game jalen ramsey you know maybe a linebacker on like a tip ball i could i just see I went, this one was like, went to my brain imagery. Yeah. Joe Burrow is throwing an interception. Less numbers, more feel. And sometimes you trust your gut. And you think Joe Burrow is going to throw an interception? See, this was, it makes sense. This was a time where I trusted both. Uh, He's not been a protector of the ball because he does take shots. And it's not to say that throwing an interception is the worst thing in the world, right? Matthew Stafford's also minus one forty to throw an interception in this game. Um, and we've seen players, Brady's won Super Bowls before where he's thrown two interceptions. So um, yeah, Joe Burrow to throw an interception, lock it in. My last prop, my fifth and final one, I have Joe Burrow under 11 and a half rushing yards. So he averages three yards a game rushing in the regular season. He's gone over 11 and a half, which means 12 or more rushing yards, just three times in 20 games this season. The Rams, they play a ton of zone defense. They play the second most zone of any team, and they also blitz at the ninth highest rate, but you shouldn't blitz on Joe Burrow. So I think they're only really going to rush four against this O-line. Donald's going to be stuffing the A-gaps. It'll be crucial to keep Burrow contained. I think this line is inflated a little bit because he had a lot of rushing yards against the chiefs, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But normally he never gets close to this type of number. Um, So I'm just going under an 11 and a half. I saw that number when I was looking at Jamar chases and I was like, that's just way too high. Looked into the numbers. He rarely gets up to this number. I don't think Joe Burrow is going to be that active running the football in the Super Bowl. Because can you imagine if mid-Super Bowl Joe Burrow gets hurt? So 
I don't think I, they're yeah. going to be running the ball with him. I think though they'd rather use Mixon and P Ryan. I don't even if he gets a six yard little run here and there. Um, I really, really don't think that he goes over eleven and a half rushing yards. And a few of those rushes in the Chiefs game were like pure heroism. I don't even know how to describe them. I mean, Chris Jones had him wrapped up. I can't remember if it was Chris Jones. I think it was Chris Jones. He had him wrapped up. He escapes for like a 10-yard run. I think that happened again at some point. Um, I don't see that happening with Aaron Donald. Or Leonard Floyd or Vaughn Miller. That's just – there's no way. There's no way that's going to happen. That's one of my favorite props, Joe Burrow under an 11.5 receiving yards. I have one more. Okay. Um, This one is the sprinkle of all sprinkles, but I think it's really fun. It is for the game to go to overtime at plus 1,000. Wow. Um, so we haven't had, we haven't, this is almost a hedge on a blowout. Um, so like we've had a lot of blowouts in previous Super Bowls, and we've had so many close games this playoffs that I think we're gonna get an, another historic playoff game Super Bowl here. Um, I like this one as like there's no really rhyme or reason to this one. I'm not gonna come to you with like numbers that say you should put this one. It's plus one thousand. Like let's be real here. This is this is a long shot, um, but I think it's it's you know as good as a long shot gets. I think that this game, the way we've seen games end this year, there's just something about this NFL season. I could see it ending in overtime. So let's before we move on to the Gatorade, the MVP, the coin toss, all that kind of stuff. Rank your props from most confident to least confident. Okay. Um, Cooper Cup is my most confident. Me as well. Jersey number of the first touchdown score second. My second. Joe Mix. Oh no! Was, you want to go back and forth? Oh yeah, we can go back uh, and forth. You know what? You, you know what? Screw it. You you do your whole thing, and then I'll do mine. Okay. Cooper Cup over one hundred five point five. Play it up further than that but i think it's going to stick around there um jersey number of the first touchdown score under 23 and a half minus 140 that includes jamar chase odell cooper cup and cam Akers, plus the quarterbacks um then i have joe mixon over 25 and a half hit in five straight joe burrow to throw an interception minus 140 and then the long shot is the game goes to ot at plus 1000 i love that i'd rank mine as cooper cup longest reception and his over receiving yards tied i will be absolutely betting that my second favorite is the joe burrow under 11 and a half rushing yards my third favorite is kevin huber over 52 and a half yards longest punt and my least favorite is jamar chase over four and a half rushing yards just because it is so tough but with debo samuel rushing i think they're going to take a, a page out of the 49ers playbook i do i will be betting on all of these but that's how i'd rank them in terms of a confidence interval so let's move on to the coin toss. Yep. Heads or tails. Colby, before, before I throw it over to you, let me throw you some stats about the coin toss. Obviously, it's a 50-50 shot. 50-50 shot. Tails could have hit every single time in every single Super Bowl, and that doesn't matter because it's still a 50-50 shot. But in the last 55 Super Bowls, Tails has hit 29 times. Heads has hit 26 times. But Heads has hit in three out of the last four Super Bowls. Heads or tails tails it never fails like what are we doing here this is like second grade math equation here man we're always doing tails i agree i think i'm just gonna do tails i i'm not gonna be placing any sort of wager on the coin toss it is no 
50-50 bet, though. That's kind of the amazing And there story. is a 50-50 bet of the winner of the coin toss, yes or no, wins the game. <laughs> That's even as well. Um, back to the punter thing real quick. You've convinced me on the Kevin Huber prop. I will be taking that. I'm definitely taking that. Um, yeah. So anybody out there listening, like, that guy is taking a punter prop? Like, no, he's convinced me. This is a really good bet. Um, so the Gatorade shower. The Gatorade shower. Let me pull this up real quick. I have it here. Hold on. Yeah, so I have the odds right here. So orange is plus 130, lime okay. yellow is plus 300, clear or water is plus 175, blue Gatorade is plus 600, red Gatorade plus 1,000, purple Gatorade is plus 1,200. What was blue again? Blue plus 600. Okay, so blue is my lock. <laughs> um. That was the I had I have some different odds here, but they're from Bet US, so you guys, I don't really know if I should trust that. Um, but blue is my lock here. So in the last Super Bowl, Buccaneers, it was blue. Chiefs, it was orange. Patriots in 2019 was blue. Before that, Eagles had yellow, green. I don't know if you're seeing a pattern here, but the team color definitely is indicative of the color of the Gatorade shower. And I do not think it's going to be water or clear or no shower at all because Sean McVay and Zach Taylor are fun guys. Um, and if Zach Taylor wins, he's definitely getting a shower. Like that guy, this is the most improbable Super Bowl run I've seen in a long time. And he's getting a shower. Sean McVay is definitely getting a blue shower. We think the Rams are winning. Blue shower, blue Rams, plus 600. That is incredible odds. Love that. And it, it's, it's really like... I mean, it's, a, it's another 50-50 shot, in my opinion, if we're talking color. So I never understand why orange is plus 130 or clear water is plus 175, and then you have purple at plus 1,200. Maybe purple hasn't been used as much. It's never it, been purple. It just always still feels like a... 50. No, it has been purple. It, it was has purple. been purple, exactly. Like, it's, it's been all of these different colors. Once. I love the blue. I'm thinking no way it's orange, even if the... Well, bank- I don't even really carry orange Gatorade color. No, they don't want that being poured on, on Zach Taylor in Los Angeles. If the Rams were to lose, I bet there's no orange powder to even purchase. in. You don't LA think, right you don't now. think Zach Taylor is going to get that orange shower and be doing the gritty dance. Like hell no, hell <laughs> no, no way he's getting orange Gatorade. And I even think that I think that Zach Taylor, if, if the Bengals win, he'll get a shower and it might be blue. Like you're saying, I just think, there's no way the Rams allow it to be orange. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. I, I love it. I love it. I still think, I think there was a prop about hitting the gritty dance, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. Would you say it was, did you say it was plus 150? Yeah, it was plus 150. Bang that hits. Bang that hits. There was, uh, okay, let's get into the, should we get into the crazier ones or do you want to hit any, any, oh, should we hit MVPs first? Let's hit yeah, MVPs. Let's first. MVP and we got national anthem as well. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Well, MVP pick. Can you read all the, uh, the lines? Absolutely. So Matthew Stafford currently plus 100 Joe Burrow plus 225 Cooper cup plus 600 Aaron Donald plus 1600 Jamar chase plus 1800 Odell plus 2800. And then we have Cam Akers, Von Miller, T Higgins, Joe Mixon, all at plus 4,500. Sonny Michelle, Tyler Boyd plus 8,000 plus 9,000. And then you got a bunch of other guys around plus 10,000. Most notably, Leonard Floyd is at plus 15,000. Jalen Ramsey's at plus 10,000. Trey Hendrickson of 
the Bengals is plus 10,000. If you're a Bengals better, um, I like Joe Burrow at plus 200, 230, did you say? Yeah, Joe um, Burrow is currently at plus 225. Yeah, I like that. If you think the Bengals are going to win, I think, you know, Joe Joey B has a lot of swagger and the people are behind him. Um, he'll probably have to have a really good game for them to win. So plus 225, I like that. On the Rams side of things, I like Cooper Cup at plus 600. Um, you know, he's he's their MVP, their team MVP, in my opinion. Um, and then beyond that, I like Odell at plus 2,800. That is crazy. That is crazy. Like, that is long shot odds. But Odell has so much talent that he could be a guy that puts up, you know, 140 yards, has the game-winning touchdown, um, you know, makes some just crazy plays like we've seen, like Julian Edelman comes to mind, like crazy Super Bowl catches. I could see Odell making some crazy Super Bowl catches. So what do you think? My pick is Cooper Cup at plus 600. He's been under 90 receiving yards once this year. He has scored a touchdown in 14 of 20 games. Eight wide receivers have won it in Super Bowl history, most recently Julian Edelman. In that game, Julian Edelman caught 10 catches for 141 yards. Can Cooper Cup not do something like that? He's facing the second worst team against the slot in the NFL in the regular season. Cooper Cup's been that guy. If we can get 10 catches for 150 yards and a touchdown, and Matt Stafford, you know, without Tyler Higby, is not throwing it all over the field, and he doesn't go for 400 yards. Maybe he goes for like 260 or 270, and Cooper Cup has most of them. I think Cooper Cup ends up winning this. I also, as a long shot dark horse, everyone's on Aaron Donald. A bunch of people are on Von Miller because what we saw in the last Super Bowl, if we remember, a really good defensive line against a shaky offensive line reminds me a lot of the Broncos um, when they went up against the Panthers and Cam Newton. Von Miller won the Super Bowl MVP there. I think it's possible it could be Donald or Von Miller. Um, but I do think that it will be, I think a long shot is Leonard Floyd um, because I think they're going to be putting a lot of pressure on Von Miller and Aaron Donald. Peter, I'm in tears right now, dude. What? I'm sorry. I'm looking at some of these crazy props. Will Tupac join halftime via hologram is plus 450. <laughs> what do you think about Leonard Floyd? Because he's like plus 8,000 and everyone's going to be on Von Miller and Aaron Donald for a defensive player. But Floyd could have a couple of sacks make a difference, maybe a forced fumble. He's been an incredible player on the Rams defensive line this year. I I just think stay away on my end, defensive player-wise. Um, I think you just have to do so, so much that it's such an improbable shot. If you're going to pick a defensive player, I do like that you're taking Floyd at plus 8,000 because that's like life-changing money um, at that point, right? So, yeah, um, yeah plus 8,000 for, for a defensive player is probably the way to go. I'm not taking Aaron Donald at plus a thousand or 1600 whatever it was like that that's way too short odds for me i agree let's talk about the national anthem so mickey guyton is singing it um and the total right now is 95 seconds or a minute and 35 the average length of the last super bowls between 1991 to 2020 is one minute and 56 seconds so way over that total but mickey guyton performed the national anthem at the 2021 national memorial day concert which went a minute and 27 seconds. 
that would tie the length for the shortest ever, which was done back in 1998 when Jewel performed and she went one minute and 27 seconds. So over or under a minute 35 for the national anthem. I've seen maybe five or six different TikToks on my For You page about this. And every single one of them is like, doing this in-depth analysis, psycho analyzing the, the, you know, the national anthem and the quickie Mickey and you must, it's all a sham. You have to take the over. Like, I, I think I'm staying out of this one. Um, this is just my like logical brain here being the guy, the, the angel on the shoulder here. Stay away from this, please. Just stay away. Um, if you are going to bet on this, please sprinkle little bit of sprinkle but like please do not put major money on the the national anthem um her name is quickie mickey but really like who knows here um if i had to take a pick i'm gonna say under i'm going over and i think i'm actually gonna actually bet on it um she did it very quick quickie mickey yes in her last uh when a minute 27 but it's the Super Bowl. She's going to hold a note for a little bit longer. And the shortest she's ever done it is a minute 27. And it's right now at a minute 35. You, I'm going over. I'm going over, Colby. It's the national anthem. I'm going over. She's going to belt her heart out. She's going to sound amazing. And she's going to go over. What I will say is in recent years, I've seen they usually do like a, you know, a rehearsal beforehand. And... So look out on Twitter, um, maybe a, an anonymous source comes out and goes, oh, we heard the rehearsal and it went this much time. Take that as better advice than, than Quickie Mickey or whatever other TikTok person is telling you to do. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's my advice. So time to wrap up here. That was your Super Bowl preview. Um, obviously with the Not Gambling Advice show, it's just called Not Gambling Advice. Um, but definitely go check us out on TikTok at Not Gambling Advice and on Twitter at Not Gambling Advice. This podcast will be three days a week. We will have people coming from just baseball staff like Derek Johnson and Dusty Baker, along with Colby and myself, Arm Layton and Jack McMullen, the other co-hosts of the Just Baseball Show, my other podcast that I'm currently on. They will be on the show too. We're going to be talking fantasy baseball and gambling. But we thought episode one for the Super Bowl would be a perfect way to start off Not Gambling Advice. Perfect, perfect way. This was such a blast. Um, such a blast talking with you, Peter. Before we go, Board 8 Yacht Club character to make an appearance at the halftime show is plus or minus 250 right now. What? This is the world we live in. NFTs, Board 8 Yacht Club. That is the world we live in. Well, everyone, thank you very much for listening. And as always, it remains not gambling advice. <laughs>